Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hidden Gems Podcast and the show where we like to dive into a streaming service and tell you about some hidden gems that are available for you to watch on that service. It's a lot of fun. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Ryan is here. Hey, Rachel. It's great to be back with you once again, uh, filming this on Labor Day. I hope you have a nice Labor Day if nice is an operative word for it. <laughs> yes. yes, I hope everyone has a has a an enjoyable day off. Uh yeah, we're recording this on Monday. We will post it on Friday. Uh but we decided to talk about Amazon Prime this uh this week uh and uh yeah, originally we thought we were going to maybe talk about The Rings of Power. Uh but uh but life just got super busy for me. <laughs> I don't know about you, Ryan. That and combined with I just just have not had the strength to like start it because the discourse is already just so toxic that I just Mm -hmm. there's a part of me that just doesn't want to bother with it because I just I just see it and I'm just like you got there's half of you who are pulling it your movie sucks you're judging it without even having seen it yet Mm -hmm. so like what's even the point yeah I agree I have felt that as well <laughs> that's part, also part of the reason why i haven't watched she hulk yet because i just like i just don't want to deal with all of that nonsense i and i i might end up enjoying it but i don't know i just want to wait a little bit because i don't have to review it it's not like it's you know an animated film or rom-com or something like that i i just it's just not fun to kind of toxicity online being in a specialized field you can kind of avoid certain things yeah exactly exactly and usually the discourse around rom-coms isn't too toxic usually (laughs) grateful for i'm not entirely excited to see what's going to happen when that bros movie drops or i don't (laughs) know maybe that'll be incredibly positive i'm not sure I hope so. I I feel like the the marketing campaign has been very strange for that movie, but um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully it, uh, it'll probably avoid some of the toxicity because it's a hard R rated, uh, movie. So like people that would normally be super judgy of it probably aren't going to see it. You know what I mean? Um, so maybe that'll help them a little bit, but. I mean, I hope it's good. I I want it to be good. Yeah. Well, I, I think prejudging anything before you see it is just like is just completely self-defeating. But yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother topic that we can do an entire show on <laughs> if we really want to. But yeah. I'm excited to jump into some Amazon Prime. So yes. do, would you like to go first or shall I? Uh you can go first. All right, very good. Well, first up, my first choice is a movie from 1998, and I'm kind of surprised that I hadn't recommended this before. And I was kind of walking the tightrope on, is it hidden, is it not? But I decided to recommend it anyway. I'm going to be recommending Face Off. This is directed by John Woo, starred Nick Cage and John Travolta. Tells the story of an FBI agent who is on the hunt for a criminal mastermind the agents played by john travolta and the criminals played by nicholas cage and long story short they get cage but he gets in a coma and so in order to disrupt his whole gang travolta pretty much takes on the face of nicholas cage 
But then Cage wakes up and realizes, hey, Travolta's just taken my face, so I'm going to take his face. And so basically it's a roles reversed kind of thing. And it's a lot of fun. And I've seen people, I've seen reviews of this where it's like, yeah, this movie's just not that good. But I think this movie is just tons of fun. I mean, it's it's John Travolta and Nicolas Cage just doing their overacting best. And it's just, it is a barrel of monkeys. It is just <laughs> so much fun. There is a legit scene in the movie in near the beginning where Nick Cage in disguise as a priest, he hears like the hallelujah chorus playing and he just like, he does this headbang thing. There, it's There's a gif of it. You'll, if you look it up there, it is there. It just it's it's Nicolas Cage doing his thing, and it just it's just so much fun. And this was directed by John Woo, so of course it looks really great. The action is very well filmed. There's many great sequences where you're like, this makes no sense, but I don't care. It looks awesome. So it's late, it's definitely late 90s cheese, but done in the best way, if that that's mm. the best way that I can put it. Yeah. I've never seen this one. I've heard it's very silly, but 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 fun. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. It really is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, my first pick is, I guess you might say our trademark hard left. Uh, <laughs> uh, my first pick is uh, it, the big thing this year is to make movies about the cave, the Thai cave uh, disaster uh there's one on netflix uh coming up there's this one and we're talking about 13 lives by director ron howard i i think this is a pretty underrated film for this year i mean it's hard because the documentary was so good and i do think that the documentary is superior and part of it is that i feel like the documentary captures sort of the nerdy quality of these rescuers more than it's hard when you have these movie stars uh, like Viggo Mortensen and Colin Farrell and everything like that to sort of capture that nerdy quality. But aside from that, this is a very well-made film. Uh, it's very captivating. It, it They do a really good job recreating the rescue and recreating uh, the, the, the whole situation. Um, and uh, I, I just, I think it's a very solid kind of movie you would want to watch with your like parents and they would get at least with my parents, they would get into it. They would get excited, um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a, just a, it's an inspirational story. There's a reason why everyone's doing it. Everyone's talking about it because I think we all need those inspirational stories. And uh, so it's 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 good, uh, and I think it deserved a little bit more love in the theaters and also just in general. Don't we have a cave movie coming up this month? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everybody's talking about the cave, the cave disaster. <laughs> it's like the documentary it, it, last year and then two movies, uh, one in Amazon Prime, one on Netflix. You know, it's weird. In like 1997, we got two volcano movies and two meteor movies. Mm -hmm. And this year we're getting all the cave movies. It's like disaster movies. They don't have a, like a stop, a solid like string of consistent output. They just choose a year and be like, all right, mm -hmm. uh, this year, we're just going to do tsunami movies. Make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> it is true. It's so funny how that happens. You know, have like two movies where the White House is is attacked. We have two movies about bugs. You know, it's just... <laughs> it's 
very weird very weird how that happens but uh, i think this is a good film uh, it's well done so you should watch the documentary and then watch this <laughs> we'll see how the netflix one is how it compares it doesn't have the star power that this one does as far as uh, Vigo, this one has Vigo Mortensen, Colin Farrell, Joel Edgerton. So, uh, what's your next pick? So, my next choice is a movie from 2012 and is called Jack Reacher. This is based on the book written by, or it's actually the book called One Shot, written by Lee Child. Lee Child created the Jack Reacher character. Star Tom Cruise. It was directed by Christopher McQuarrie before the two would reinvent the Mission Impossible series. And it tells the story of Jack Reacher, who is an investigator, and he is looking into a homicide case involving a military veteran who causes a, I be, it's described on IMDb as a mass shooting. So I'll just call it exactly that. And there's been a bit of a bit of life when it comes to Reacher. Earlier this year, uh, Amazon just did the Reacher TV show, which I have not finished, but what I have seen, I thought was very well done. And while I think this series is a bit better than the two Jack Reacher movies we got starring Cruz, I think this one is still pretty solid. It's directed by Christopher McQuarrie, like I said, and that dude, like he's just, he's really good at what he does. Let's just say that. The, the action is very well done. Uh, Cruz is really good. Uh, the villain is played by Werner Herzog. May he rest in peace. And that, that was something that I did not see coming. I'm like, wow, Werner Herzog. They got him for this. That's interesting. But uh, Tom Cruise is in it. Herzog is in it. Richard Jenkins is in it, who I always like. Like When you need someone like a character actor who's like pretty stern, like you call Richard Jenkins. Like He's like that that's like his lot as an actor like stern but likable side character if that makes any sense at all mm -hmm. like i said the reacher series on amazon is better but this is still a good time there's a parking lot fight where i was just like all right yeah this is awesome this is so good yeah i've never seen this i didn't heard very good things about it so it's interesting to hear that you liked it that it's worth a watch uh i i yeah just one of those ones that i had missed but i had heard good things about the series like you said yeah the reacher series i i have not finished it but what i have seen i thought it was phenomenal like they mm -hmm. got the right person to play reacher he's he looks like the kind of guy who will just completely destroy you in a fist fight but is also smart enough to where he doesn't exactly need to do that he can outsmart you and also outfight you it's a delicate balance and they got the right person to do that i hope mm -hmm. i hope that gets a season two because it they do deserve it mm -hmm. cool uh so my next pick is a, a documentary we talked about the 13 lives documentary but this is a very different documentary it's called Lula Rich, and this is a documentary series that's all about the LuLaRoe uh, company, which was a multi-level marketing company. And multi-level marketing is super popular here in Utah, I think partly because you have all these stay-at-home moms who want to bring in an income, and they get kind of convinced into it by these 
these people to be part of the multi-level marketing, whether it's, you know, New Skin or Mary Kay or, or LuLaRoe or so many different ones. And uh, this uh, was such a big one, LuLaRoe. Uh, it's such a random one, uh, you know, selling leggings. <laughs> it's very weird that that would blow up, but it did. And this just does a great job with like, interviewing with, uh, all these different women who had sold LuLaRoe and uh, their experiences and then interviewing the um, uh, the founders of LuLaRoe, going over their story uh, and uh, it is, you know, can be quite damning at, at times of the way that they used and manipulated people and uh, uh, convinced people to invest in them, invest in product, um, and uh, and then would leave them hanging. Um, if they, in some cases, they really ruined people's lives. And, uh, and so I, if you like documentaries like that, kind of profiling a um, uh, a company, a, a people going into the behind the scenes of something like that, then this is a, a very good one and very entertaining. Uh, so it's a good one, Lula Rich. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of herbal life like people in where where I am in Florida. Mm-hmm. So I'm, there's definitely stuff like that and. I've seen videos that are like, that are definitely like, like, yeah, these, these companies are really not to be trusted. And I mean, I get it, but at the same time, from what I've seen, it's like people are making livings off of it. So, I mean, it's, I, I suppose it's not the worst thing ever, but at the same time, I, there was this one I saw from this creator named James Janney or Johnny, he's British. So, mm-hmm. and he did one and I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually quite damning in its own. Yeah, because the thing is, is people, for the most part, aren't making a living off of selling the product. People are making a living off of getting other people to sell the product. That's the whole That's the whole model for multi-level marketing. Is and, and so that's where it becomes kind of toxic, is you have people that are convincing people to invest because... And not because the the product is 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 great and can help them, uh, but because they can get more people, they can then get more people, and it becomes this you know sort of cycle. Yeah, they. I believe it's called the vicious cycle. Yeah. <laughs> so this is it. Very, it's very well done and and not boring. Like it's entertaining. This this one. So I I recommend it. Uh, what is your next pick? So my next choice, and I don't know if I should describe this as a series or like a series of shorts, but I'm going to recommend the OG Wallace and Gromit shorts. Now, I've recommended The Curse of the Were-Rabbit on here a long time ago, and that movie just has my heart. But these these like series of shorts, just they're just wonderful. That's the best way that I can describe it. They made me fall in love with claymation, stop motion, call it whatever you like. The animation in these shorts are so good. You just forget that it's animation. You just, your mind just completely just becomes desensitized to it. I don't know if that's the correct term, but you just, you just completely invest yourself in it. And mm-hmm. this cur- is created by Nick Park. And I forget the name of his other collaborator. Uh, 
Nick Park and Steve Box. Yeah, him. And and it's just it's just wonderful. On Amazon, uh it's the four main episodes are a grand day out, the wrong trousers, a close shave, and a matter of loaf and death. For me mm-hmm. personally, my favorite is the wrong trousers. That short had no business being as tense as it was. It made me scared of a of a claymation penguin who wears a glove on his head, and yet I'm sitting there like more intense than some of the action movies that I've seen this year. Like like the scene where where Grummet is like throwing down those train tracks really quick, and he's on the oh, model yeah. train, and the penguin's chasing him. I'm like Grummet, go 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 go! Like like I am, it's nail biting stuff, and. It's just, I could talk about it for days and days and days, but those shorts really did make me fall in love with Ardman and just made me become an Ardman fan till the day I die. They deserve the world. Yeah, they are so charming and funny and sweet. And there is good action. I mean, it's just unbelievable to think that they do that. Every action, microsecond by microsecond. I mean, stop motion just blows me away. Yeah, it does. And I was actually just looking it up on Wikipedia. These shorts were released like years like afterwards. Like one was released, then three years would go by, then another one. I don't know if maybe that's because it was a long time to actually create the dolls and then actually mm-hmm. do it. But first one was done in 89. And then four years later, it was in 93 when it dropped. And then two years and it just so much time passed. And People are clearly still talking about mm-hmm. it, so it's made a big impact. I especially love Gromit and his expressions, his frustration with Wallace. I just I think they do such a good job with that. Like the face character. palm that he does. It yeah. Just, it's like default, like default mode for him. <laughs> I think Loaf and Death is probably my favorite, but they are all excellent. I agree. And I did get the opportunity to interview Nick Park over Rotoscopers, so you definitely also check that out. Um, that was really surreal and fun. What, what was he like? Oh, he was great. Yeah, really fun and personable, and and uh, and fascinating to talk to. So uh, I'll put a link down. Uh, I'll try to remember to put a link down in the in the description to that. Uh, but that was very a very cool experience that I got to have. Uh, and uh, it was just a written review, so there's not an audio component. But anyway, it was really, it was really neat. And I do think that I mean, I I love Where Rabbit. I think Where Rabbit is great, but I do think that the shorts are even better. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Well, my next pick is. Uh, going back to Jane Austen era, and we're talking about love and friendship. And this is by director Whit Stillman. And he is so good at writing dialogue. And he manages to make kind of unlikable characters, uh, not necessarily likable, but funny enough that you're kind of enjoying the experience, if that makes sense. Um, he has a uh, another movie called Metropolitan that we ca- talked about for the, um, I've done for Blind Spot and then also for the Criterion Project we talked about. Uh, and that's a really fun movie that plays homage to uh, 
to Mansfield Park and they talk about Mansfield Park a lot. And so uh, what Stillman has, you know, long had a love of Jane Austen and has worked it into his movies. And this was his, uh, I guess, attempt at making a Jane Austen film, doing a period piece. Uh, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Kate Beckinsale plays Lady Susan and it's really based on Lady Susan, not on love and friendship. I don't know why they called it love and friendship kind of strange, but it's based on the novel Lady Susan and Lady Susan is very different character than a typical Austin character. She's, she is manipulative. She is rude. She, uh, she doesn't really respect anybody in her life, uh, including her daughter. She kind of looks at them with disdain. Uh, but she is definitely the smartest person in the room at all times. Uh, and Kate Beckinsale plays her so well and she's so funny in her sort of dripping cynicism that it works i think quite well especially her scenes with uh with um uh chloe Sevigny, very funny uh the two of them um and then tom bennett is also very funny it's kind of a love interest uh he's a foppish buffoon and she knows it but uh but they have a good time with it and you know it's beautifully made all the costumes everything like that is all great but if you're looking for something that satisfies your uh romantic and also kind of period piece jane austen kind of itch that's got a little more edge then this is this is uh the movie for you i i really enjoyed it it's a it's it's something fresh something different but uh very entertaining so uh and a lot of it like i said comes down to kate bextel's performance and to wit stillman's direction and writing he's he just is really good at creating that banter so it's it's definitely worth watching you know i can't imagine being that cynical to everyone it just that would get tiresome after a while no it's true i mean she would be a terrible person to to know and interact with in real life but in a movie (laughs) It works. I th- I think I think it works. Yeah. So, what is your next pick? So, my next choice, and here's my hard left for the episode. We're going all the way back to the 1920s. I'm going to be recommending The General. This is a movie starring Buster Keaton, and I remember covering this as part of the AFI project, and I was like, oh, 1920s, Buster Keaton. This is probably going to be boring. But no, it was actually really, really good. Uh, this this being a silent movie and this being Buster Keaton, it's pretty much a silent action movie. And it's all so very well done, especially when you know that the limitations of their time, just how they had to just make everything work, it gives you greater appreciation of how they were able to do it. The movie is actually, is, is, is actually, I think it's a bit more modern than people might think because Chad Stahelski used, uh, if you notice in the John Wick sequels, there is a clip from Buster Keaton and Harold Lloyd movies near the beginning of of the movies at least in parts to where it, mm-hmm. it's like a subtle little homage it is it's short it, it's short but it is there i also recommend the movie if maybe if people are not so into like silent stuff the movie 
just over an hour. It's an hour and seven minutes long. And ev nearly every second of it, there's something going on. It's like maybe a couple minutes of setup and then Buster's going and he's dodging houses and trying to keep the train going. It's it's literally like every moment something is popping off. And so and so I would give this a hearty recommendation. If someone were to ask me about silent movies, I would be like this one or potentially the kid. Those would be my two recommendations. Yeah, I feel like people fall into one or two camps. They're either more of a Chaplin fan or more of a Keaton fan. Would, would you? Which camp would you say you're you're more in? Well, Chaplin Chaplin movies have better stories, so I would lean more towards that. Mm. And Chaplin movies definitely did have stunts. If you see the Gold Rush, for example, that definitely has its fair share, especially the ice skating scene. But overall, like every time I see the kid, it just it just gets me every time like the mom's hunt for her son chaplain trying to provide for this son that he has inherited that he has no business taking care of it's like dual loyalties mm -hmm. that that come to a head it's all very well done yeah i think you make a good point about them having better stories and i think that the whole tramp character is very endearing for chaplain uh i think that buster keaton is more it's his movies are more funny are funnier um and the uh, the set pieces are just unbelievable uh, isn't the general the one where the house falls down around him that's yeah. literally like the second scene in the movie where he yeah. walks out and the side of the house is like Dah! and he like falls like through the window or the yeah window falls in front of him it's like, so it, good like keaton just like like he's one of the best stuntmen ever mm -hmm. yeah i think so uh so yeah i i guess it would depend on what mood i'm in i i i always think of myself as more of a keaton person but uh but i i think they obviously both have their merits that's for sure well, very good. Well, my next pick is a movie that I thought I'd recommended, but I didn't have it on the list. So we'll check that again if I have. Uh, it's called Sylvie's Love. And this is a movie that I saw at Sundance. I think 2019 I saw it at Sundance, I believe. Um, and uh, it's a uh, an homage, I guess, to uh, movies from the 60s, your Doris Day or, you know, those kinds of movies but with a all black cast and uh, it's a basically this story of this woman who falls in love with this uh, jazz player, this saxophonist uh, and her parents don't uh, support the uh, match and they have all different kinds of obstacles that stand in the way of their love. And it goes over like several decades and I, I think it's very well cast, great chemistry. Uh, Tessa Thompson is so good as Sylvie. And it was just really cool at Sundance, the director, Eugene Ash, he, uh, he in the Q&A, he said that he'd always wanted to see a Doris Day movie with a black cast. And so he just decided, well, I'm going to make one, I'm going to do it. And I thought that was really inspirational and really cool that he saw a need 
and he and he did it he found a way to make his movie and i think it's a really beautiful movie very well done great music uh and um uh, great chemistry between the leads uh so definitely i think worth a watch yeah tessa thompson is uh i i think i don't want to say she slept on because i mean she's in the mcu so it's clearly Mm -hmm. like she's definitely getting noticed and definitely getting work but most of the stuff that i have seen her in like in terms of her performances have been pretty solid yeah yeah she's a good actor and uh and she just has a a warmth about her that i think is very compelling so uh what is your next pick so my final pick is a movie from 1992 and it is called mr baseball it it tells the story of a of a baseball player who is put on the trading block he's getting older and 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 the american leagues are pretty much saying like we just don't have enough roles for you so he gets sent to japan to try and help help a japanese baseball team and basically the cultural differences between japanese baseball and american baseball go like that till eventually he gets it and the team turns around and they do really good uh, this movie stars tom Selleck and He's primarily known for doing Magnum P.I. and Blue Bloods and all that. Uh, he's uh, he's pretty good here. His friend is played by Dennis Haysbert, who was uh, who was the president, who was the president, the first president on Twenty Four. President that's, Palmer. That's, yeah, that's that's where I've always known him from. Twenty Four predicted the first black president by about seven years. Yeah, seven years, and. Uh, this movie's not like the greatest of all time, but I've just had a soft spot for it. I mean, baseball movies in general, I just have a soft spot for. And I mean, I guess the conversation could be had like the white guy going to Japan to turn the Japanese team around. I don't know if maybe there's a conversation to be had about that. But at the same time, it's like he eventually like starts out hard headed, but then eventually adopts the style and and he learns and he gets smarter about it and i just i don't know i just i give it a modest recommendation i've always had fun with it um so yes i have never i've never seen this one mr baseball um i uh, um i've heard of it i feel like uh but um uh but i i've never seen it so that's interesting and it's perfect isn't that isn't this getting into like world series and things like that time um it's for baseball it's just about october so yes yeah so that'd be a perfect time to watch a movie like this yeah tom Selleck. cool um yes so my last uh recommendation is uh the um is a cute little movie the best exotic marigold hotel and uh, this uh, has an incredible cast. It's got Bill Nye, Maggie Smith, Tom Wilkinson, Judy Dench, Deb Patel, uh, Penelope Wilton. It's this great cast of is about these women who go down to India, and uh, they uh, they they're planning on staying. They think it's this like luxury hotel. Turns out to be not the as luxurious as they planned and uh but they end up having an adventure and it's just it's just a cute little cute little movie 
Yeah, this movie, this cast is pretty impressive. Maggie Smith, Bill Nye, I'm sure I'm missing some, but like Dev Patel's in there. Like this cast is loaded from what I remember. Yeah, yeah. And they all have great chemistry and it seems like they're having a lot of fun. It's not like a great movie, but it's just like a, a fun little a little romp if you're in the mood for something kind of like a, a Hallmark movie, but with older people. <laughs> then this would be a good one to watch so there we go we did it we we covered amazon prime let us know what you think of these movies that we talked about and uh and if you've seen any of them and what you think and also uh if you've gotten to watch the rings of power what you think of that uh, i started the first episode but i've just barely uh gotten into it i'm not that big of a fantasy person so i'm the wrong person to ask in general on that show uh but uh but i'll let you know when i do finish <laughs> to finish it uh but uh but ryan where can people find you uh, people can find me on facebook twitter instagram and letterboxd at ryan cam 20 there's of course my youtube channel which is just called ryan cam i'm literally 15 away from 300 subscribers so if you haven't checked me out please do it got life in the movies coming up on wednesday and so by the time this drops it will have dropped uh jacob and i are going to be talking about jessica jones season one episodes eight and nine just to play a little catch up there and among other things and then this coming sunday i will be dropping a big old review for one of my all-time favorite movies goodwill hunting i'm basically doing like a Kind of like a stuff, like like a bucket list of stuff I want to cover because all of October is going to be Scary Mania, thirty one horror movie reviews in thirty one days. So my so channel is going to be pretty busy there. So I want to get some stuff I definitely want to cover out of the way before I throw myself headfirst into that. So if you all have not checked me out, please do. Very good. Yes, you also definitely check it out. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes to check that out. Also, make sure you're checking out the Hallmarkies podcast. We've got a great week this week over there. Uh, so definitely take a look at that. And uh, if you're listening to this episode on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate it. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. Appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. Check out that. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.